Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Well, we need that in this day and age because the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 9 says, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Boy, how true that really is. Uh, As I survey the landscape of religions and false teachings that are around us today, it seems that there's just another repetition of false teaching of heresy that's gone on before. Today is going to be a false teaching day, a heresy of the day, if you will. Uh, And the heresy that we're going to look at today uh, is called Montanism, M-O-N-T-A-N-I-S-M. Montanism. And uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time looking at this today because if there is any of the heresies that I've highlighted in in, uh, recent weeks that has more uh, application to the day we live in today, it's going to be Montanism. As a matter of fact, it's something that has become more prevalent in the past several years, uh, past decade or two, uh, if not earlier than that, where it has come to a place of prominence that even the false teachings of Montanism have have worked their way in, have squirmed their way into those churches that were formerly Orthodox Bible-believing churches. Uh, And by the term orthodox, I mean those that defend the fundamental truths of the faith, Uh, not somebody who's involved with Eastern Orthodox uh, uh, in any way, but orthodox in the sense that what the real word actually means, and that is a belief in the fundamentals of the faith. So we're going to look at this this morning and take an opportunity just to be on guard against this because I'm going to, I'm just reiterating that today Montanism is still alive and well. It has been denounced as early as the second century. Uh, and uh, we're going to look at that for a moment. Montanism itself is known by its adherents by the term new prophecy. Uh, it was an early Christian movement. It showed up. The scholars place it anywhere between 150, sometimes 135, but about 150 to 170 uh, A.D. And it was something that was brought up, of course. It's named after its founder, Montanus. Uh, it held some of the basic views and doctrines and teachings of Christian theology, Uh, that were held in the wider Christian church, but it was labeled a heresy because of its new prophetic revelations. Uh, The movement largely consisted of of the belief, and I'm painting with a broad brush here, that the Holy Spirit granted direct divine revelation, which manifested itself in ecstatic utterances. Maybe you've heard or maybe you've not heard of that term before, but it is a term that, of course, describes the the, uh, charismatic type movement that's popular today. The adherents of the movement, those that were followers of Montanism, the church anathematized, excommunicated, were seen by believers as false prophets and apostles. They would assert themselves that they were prophets. The Montanists actually believed themselves to be inspired by the Holy Spirit, and therefore they believed that their ecstatic utterances, uh, their uh, exercise of what their 
concept of tongues speaking was were equivalent with the revelation recorded in the Bible and they essentially denied the final authority of the Bible because all of their visions, all of their utterances that oftentimes were given under duress like they would uh, 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 fast and starve and uh, they would have these extraordinary experiences in life and they were saying that these utterances and these visions were the same uh, level of authority as the Bible. And interestingly, you see a striking similarity in the church today of the charismatic movement that holds to that because the charismatic movement also holds to the notion that individuals under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit can receive direct revelation from God apart from the scriptures. And much of what you see today in today's charismatic movement is identical to that of the Montanists, including ecstatic utterances, uh, which is basically a babbling or a gibberish. It's not a legitimate spoken dialect or language. Uh, they would receive in, uh, a direct revelation from God. They would have uncontrollable movements, which would appear to be more along the lines of a demon possession than anything from God. And so some of their key beliefs would include this, the continuation of apostolic sign gifts. We know that when the apostles began spreading the gospel around the inhabited world at the time, that they would have their preaching uh, corroborated by amazing uh, supernatural gifts that God gave them the ability to perform, whether it was speaking in a foreign language they didn't previously understand, uh, whether it was healings or, or things of that nature, they were given that ability to confirm that the message they were preaching was not fraudulent, but that it was genuinely something that came from God. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that there would be a time when all of those sign gifts would begin to dissipate and finally disappear as the Word of God continued to be set down in writing, and there would no longer be a need for confirmation because God had established the sufficiency of His Word as the truth. But those in Montanism believed that individuals would receive revelation that would be on equal par or status with the scripture. Another key teaching of Montanism is that Trinitarianism was optional. In other words, it wasn't necessary for you to believe that God, the Godhead was three persons in one essence, in one being. That there was no God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I've already talked about modalism on this podcast before, that there are key charismatic false prophets that believe that believe that, that the Trinity is something that is optional, not necessary. So you have the oneness Pentecostal movement and things of that nature that reject the deity of Jesus Christ in the sense that he would be separate from the Father, but yet one. And so Trinitarianism was optional. Another one, of course, as I've already mentioned, are dreams and visions. Those dreams and visions that are reported uh, are then made at the same level of Scripture. There was also a direct denial of the sufficiency of Scripture. We see that today. You see it in the writings of many popular uh, authors today that deny that the Word of God is sufficient for them to know Him and to be able to live a profitable Christian existence. There are people that 
the at the at the uh, at at this very day to to this very day are saying that I have to have something more specific from God. I have to hear Him teach me uh, more specifically to my circumstance. One of those that's most popular today is the book called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young that has become very popular. And many people don't understand that even the first edition of that book, she says specifically that she didn't feel the scriptures were enough and needed God to give her additional revelation. That's Montanism. That's the heresy of Montanism. Then there's also, of course, another key teaching of Montanism is a focus more on the Holy Spirit than on Christ. It's a complete distortion of the ministry that Jesus left for the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in John 14, 26 and in 15, 26, that the ministry of the Holy Spirit was not to exalt himself, but it was to illuminate believers and followers of Christ to illuminate their understanding of the teaching and the ministry of Jesus. But those in Montanism and those in modern day charismatic movement often emphasize the ministry of the Holy Spirit over and above uh, that of the Word of God, its sufficiency. So today's charismatic and Pentecostal movements are strikingly similar to the Montanist movement that was uh, eventually, in fact, the seven churches in Asia voted to condemn it as unscriptural. And the key tenets and beliefs of Montanism are almost identical in every way. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing changes. The modern movement of of, uh, uh, charismaticism is just a repackaging of the same old heresy. There are many today that have actually found attraction in religious circles, even Christian circles, people like Beth Moore and Joyce Meyer and Mark Driscoll and Kenneth Copeland and Betty Hinn and Priscilla Priscilla Shearer and Stephen Furtick, uh, who is actually non-Trinitarian, and T.D. Jakes, non-Trinitarian, Jesse Duplantis, and so many others that are out there today. I couldn't list them all, but they would be subscribers to one or more of the tenets or teachings of Montanism. Something to be aware of. There is nothing new under the sun, uh, Solomon wrote, and certainly that is true today. Let's be alert. Let's understand that the Word of God is His final right answer. It is the final touchstone of what's true and what is false, of right and wrong. Let's be students of our word. Let's not allow some huckster to come along to pull the wool over our eyes. But let's let the word of God illuminate, instruct, and give our hearts the wisdom and the knowledge that it needs to serve Christ. God bless you. Walk with him today. We'll see you in the next podcast.